I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me the code. One. Two. Three. I don't know it. I'm telling you. Get on the jet to Tokyo and ask the chairman. I'm telling you, you're just going to have to kill me. Okay. <gasps> Frank. I feel like nothing has moved from the table since last time I was here. Uh, yeah, it probably hasn't. <laughs> uh, the mixing board that I use uh, that you see here, um, I just put it away yesterday. And then <laughs> I had to dig it back out this morning. I don't know. Sometimes, uh, you know, like sometimes a day will get away from you. Yeah. Sometimes a week just gets away. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. And, uh, you know, times are tough. Here are you the kind of person who looks at, I know I do this, like I walk through my apartment and see a little scrap of paper or something on the floor. And I was like, oh, I got to pick that up. And I'll think about it for a week. Yeah, there's a holiday card under that little uh, cart in the kitchen because uh-huh. it like slid off the counter maybe a week ago. Yeah. And I've just been looking at the corner of it sticking out thinking one of these days <laughs> I'm going to bend over and pick that up. <laughs> okay, so we have a different, uh, different format today for the show. Yeah. Uh, we are trying something a little new, some fresh content for you. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I was thinking we, we need to jazz things up. You know, we need to, we need yeah. to bring a little energy. Uh-huh. Uh, so I thought like a new format for this episode would be nice. Um, on my Instagram last week, uh, last Friday, I was bored and I, I put uh, as a question in the, in the little like Instagram story thing, I put top three anything, which was very ambiguous. Uh-huh. Some people didn't know how to respond. Some yep. people were infuriated by its ambiguity. Um, but uh, my intention was for people to give me a category, and then I would give them my top three uh, things sure. you know, in that sure. category. Um, some people shared their top three things, which is also fine. Yep. Um, but it was so fun for, an, <laughs> for a day that I thought, why don't we do an episode, a top three showdown? Yes. Why don't we just give it a spin? Yeah, um, and because I wanted to bring some energy. <laughs> oh my God, that scared the hell out of me. Are listening to Frank and oh Eric's. You're gonna feel strong pressure on the prostate gland from oh inside God. your rectum. <laughs> Top three showdown. Oh my God. Is that like? A- a five-minute intro? Yeah, I made that. <laughs> uh, so Is that one button? Yes. <laughs> no, I wasn't like playing that live. I didn't, I didn't just DJ that intro. <laughs> that would be amazing. So they're sweating over the board. Um, there was something I wanted to put on the board, and then I, I did. Do you have any fresh ads besides um, the intro yeah we, got, we, we do yeah okay drops yeah fresh drops oh yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah there's uh yeah it's mostly mostly new there's okay, a couple great. couple standards on there okay you know we like we, ah! yeah that's we great. need that yeah yeah um <laughs> i the one thing i wanted to queue up so i just dis- i discovered something yesterday that brought such intense joy <laughs> to my so life happy to hear that um so, you know, I'm a fan of David Lee Roth mm-hmm. and, and Van Halen. Mm-hmm. I, Who isn't? We're Americans. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody, 
I think on some level loves David Lee Roth. Yeah, of course. Even if you don't love his music. He's sexy. He's fun. He, yeah. And, and he, he has represents like, like 80s freedom. Yes. Great banter. Yes. Um, great I'm gonna, voice. I'm going to see if I voice. can like pull this up just because like it would just be so great to include. Um, so I learned that in 1986, David Lee Roth put out a Spanish language album. Oh my God. And it is. Yes. It is incredible. Uh, I am trying to pair <clears throat> my phone with the board here so I can play a little clip. Okay. I think I got it. Yes. Excuse me. Sorry. I didn't have this hooked up ahead of time. I think I'm connected. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Where is it? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'll just, I'll just play like the opening so you can get the general vibe, but there's a whole album and it's glorious. Hit me. When did this come out? Oh my God. I will say. Um, so that was the Spanish language version of Yankee Rose. I see. Um, I would say his his vocal styling lends itself to the Spanish language. I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's very uh, emphatic. Yes. Really enjoyed that. The rolling um, R's really work for yes. David Roth. Um, apparently, he speaks Spanish because he had um, in the eighties when he was like one of the most famous people in the whole world. Yeah. He had this group of friends that he called like he called like the jungle crawlers or something Oof, like that. Okay. Or the jungle boys or something. Uh-huh. And when he wasn't on tour, he and this group of friends would like go to South America and disappear in the jungle for like six months at a time. <laughs> I assume just doing a ton of cocaine. I yeah, I would think so. <laughs> just like could you imagine what it would be like walking through the jungle high on cocaine with David Lee Roth? <laughs> like with his little fucking like his little captain hat on, like yeah. bop, dude, <laughs> with a machete, Co- like covered in spandex. <laughs> oh my God. He's like an amazing person. He really is. National treasure. Uh but yeah, I highly, highly recommend checking out the Spanish language album from 1986. The album is called, I don't know what it's called. It's called Sonrisa Salvaje. Do you think hanging out with David Lee Roth is just like him spouting nonsense? Yes. Like you can't have a clear conversation with David Lee Roth. Similar, similar to like listening to Joe Biden talk right now. It's just like, it's kind of stream of consciousness. Nothing's connected, but like with high energy. Yeah. He's th- like Joe Biden on cocaine. Basically. I think it would like really bum you out really quick. <laughs> yes. I think it would be intolerable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause like you see him partying and like in your, in your mind, your fantasy is like, I can keep up. Like, yeah. I want to go party like that. Yes. But you can't. Of course not. <laughs> of course you can't. Um, kill you. Apparently, he has a residency in Vegas now, and he's just sort of like we should go, you know, skibbity bopping all over the <laughs> stage, and he's old, and yeah, I would do that. Check out the footage on YouTube. We should go to you. Phoenix, visit Charles, yeah, and then fly, and then drive to uh, Vegas, see David Roth, bring the whole gang. Yeah, that would be the next man, Mario. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Okay, so uh, that that was just the the one thing that I, I you know that's obviously got nothing to do with my top three. Yeah. Um, top three things I did in the last twenty four hours. One, discovered this album. <laughs> Two, last night I ate at a Polish restaurant in Greenpoint called Christina's. Okay, you ever been there? I think so. Good. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I I ate until I was just like dying. Sure. It was great. And like the it's it's like real Polish. Like the owners just like hanging out out front, like chain smoking cigarettes, thanking mm-hmm. everybody when they're leaving and Yeah, yeah. Um uh and then I, I went to an escape room last night. Oh god. Yeah. Where? <laughs> Greenpoint. That's why I was up there. Did did you like lose a bet? Like why did someone ask you to go to an escape room? Uh my wife scheduled this activity okay and we went with another couple okay um you, were they were they a couple that would be good at an escape room yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's better than me <laughs> um because i'll tell you what you're in an escape room for an hour minute three i am bored out of my mind <laughs> i was describing you to a friend last night uh because i was saying how i really like like one one quality in most of my close friends especially my male friends is that they're all pretty intense yeah, and they don't hesitate to show their intensity. It's a quality I really like in people. Yeah. You were obviously that kind of person. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, you know, Eric is really fun, but things can really turn on a dime if things go wrong for him. Yeah. And, and while it's terrible in the moment, it's very funny after. Absolutely. Or like just to be on the outside of it, it's very, very funny. Yeah. But if you're like the direct recipient of Eric's bad time, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have experienced that. Yeah. I, I flirted with darkness yesterday afternoon um, because I can't remember where. Oh, we, we uh, went out to lunch at this restaurant that uh, my wife wanted to try out in Carroll Gardens. Yeah. And we were walking back and we stopped at a bar on Atlantic Avenue because we had a couple hours to kill. And we were like, oh, we'll grab a beer and then and then carry on. Sure. And uh, the bar was packed for some reason. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. What but, bar? Uh, someday. That place we went to that one time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we stopped in there. And uh, on the way out the door, I was like, oh, I just I got to pee real quick. I'll be... We'll head right out the door. Yeah. So I went in the bathroom. You know, I'm like a normal guy. Walk in the walk in there. Boom. It's, I'm it's not I'm, true, but okay. I, <laughs> for many reasons, that's not true. <laughs> uh, but in terms of you know uh, peeing, I'm sure, pretty sure, standard. Sure. There's not like a, you don't have to sit down. There's no. not a big like contraption or anything. Walk in, hit the yep. latch, pee. Yep. What's that? Ten seconds. Boom, boom, boom. Wash the hands, dry yep. them off, open the thing. I walk in, and the moment my stream begins, there's boom, 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 boom on the door. Uh-huh. And I am immediately like, all right, I'm fighting this whole fucking bar. <laughs> Somebody saw me walk in here. They know what's up. They know, like, yeah. It's not like I've been in here for an hour. That's what I don't understand. Like, you feel it's locked. Why bang on the door? Why? I'm like, I'm always, I always say, someone's in here. <laughs> someone's in here. I like, what, what do you expect to happen? Because I am always so concerned about imposing on people yeah, and kind same. of like getting in the way. I don't, I, I would I never, never bang on the door. I would have to be like, like shitting my pants. I would have had to shit my pants already to yeah. bang on the door. I would have shit in the hallway near the door instead of banging on the door. Yeah. So it, and, and up until this point, my wife and I are like laughing. We're having a great day. And, and there's this, you know, boom, boom, boom. And at first I was like, oh, you know, my wife's being funny and like yeah. knocking on the door sure. or whatever. 
And so I, I finish up, you know, I'm in there for 15 seconds tops. Sure. I walk out and my wife is on the other side of the place over by the door. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, did you like knock on the door and run away? So I walked over (laughs) and as I'm walking over, this woman stands up and goes and walks into the bathroom. And I was about to say to my wife, like, why are you knocking on the door? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, and she was like, Oh, that lady was really pounding on the door. <laughs> and I saw fucking red. Oh, okay. I wanted to punch the door off the hinges. So I turned around, walked over, boom, 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 and started pounding <laughs> on the door. And she was there with like a dozen people. Oh like, shit. Like Eric. Um and if I if I were to if I were to interpret Wait, so did she bang on the door more than once? Like more than one instance of banging on the door? No, it's just that one instance. Okay. Um, which is why I only banged on it for one instance. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> if, if I were to interpret the situation uh-huh. that I was viewing uh-huh. with her group of friends, yeah. she was like the queen bee of the group of friends. She was like the hot one. Yeah. And uh, she had a lot of dudes who were... It's like her in the jets vying for, um, you know, the, the lead position there. Sure. Um, a lot of guys who'd show up to help her move, you know, <laughs> okay. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I banged on that door, they were all like, it was Wait, like, they saw you bang on the door. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. It Eric. was right in front of everybody. The, the bathroom is in the front of the place. Okay. Um, and Maya was when my, when I you know turned on my heel and marched back toward the bathroom. Maya was like, no, 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 don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was just like, did you really let loose on the door? No, I mean I I didn't like come through it like Jack Nicholson <laughs> in The Shining. <laughs> Somebody um, in there. <laughs> but also, as an aside, what is wrong with people who? Upon finding a locked bathroom or stall door, think the first thing they think is, "Oh, I just need to pull on this harder," or yeah. "or I need to." Well, bust you just need to this. make sure that you didn't. Sometimes I've done the thing where you pull and you don't pull quite hard enough, right? And it's actually empty. There's that kind of thing. I will say, I will say, an asshole move that I do is if I feel like I'm waiting too long, I could tell like you're done, right? And you're just hanging out, looking at yourself in the mirror or whatever, like checking your text. I'll pull the door again. I'll pull on the door a couple times to let you know somebody's waiting for the bathroom. Yeah. I have definitely knocked on a door in the past, but it's because like a line is forming and yes. it's been like, and they're just minutes. hanging out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I banged on the door and, uh, you know, all these like people looked up at me like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then I just looked at them like, what the fuck? Oh God. And I, it was, it was like the, honestly the first time in a while that I kind of got my hackles up for no reason, uh-huh. which happens, you know, yeah. as we were you drunk. I mean, I had a couple of, couple of beers, but I yeah. wasn't like, yeah, you know, drunk. <laughs> uh-huh. I just felt like, I felt like it, 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 I just found it offensive. I found it. I uh, agree. It was, it, it was a uh, needlessly disruptive. I, I mean, I told you this story before, but this is many years ago. I was extremely drunk at Veselka. Ooh, great parole. East Falsh. Great place. Yeah. It was like maybe two in the morning. Yeah. I was very drunk. Uh-huh. I may have passed out in the toilet. I don't know. <laughs> Might have happened. <laughs> and people were banging on the door. Yeah. And when I opened the door, there was a long line. And I was, uh, I just told everyone they're being inappropriate. I was like, inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like yeah, it, stammered back to in my hindsight maybe eggs. she had ibs or something exactly you know it could have been a aren't there more bathrooms downstairs in that bar though yeah okay she just didn't want to go to those i guess okay and here's the thing her group was sitting right next to the bathroom so like she clearly saw me walk in it's not like th- there could have been no confusion sure it was just like i'm gonna rush this guy out of here okay and i will not be rushed <laughs> You had quite a day yesterday, huh? I did. Then we went to the escape room. <laughs> Wait, so did the, the friends look at you with rage? You yeah, I looked re- at them. Returned the, the look. And then, and then I just walked out. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. good. There was, yeah, I didn't throw a chair. Or you didn't like a stay and wait for something to happen. No, no. And, and, you know, in hindsight, I regret knocking on the door. Yep. Not something I should have done. Yep. Um, How did Maya handle it? She was not happy. She was, she was not happy. And I, I tried to explain to her through my lens of absolute justice that it had to be done. And she was not hearing it. So, um, Too bad. yeah, we recovered though and went to the, the escape room good. and it was just, you what know, was the theme of the escape room? Frankenstein's monster. Hmm. Uh, so you had to like, unlock these things to wake up the monster and blah 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 i want it to be more like real life like it's just your life you're in your apartment you can't find the keys you're late for work your uber driver's here yeah someone flooded your toilet yeah it's just a normal anxiety attack. it's just a basic anxiety attack (laughs) (laughs) i want it to be extreme so apparently the place has fire no, like, like apparently the, the one, the place that we went to has more, um, like the room that we went into was kid friendly. I saw that on the sign and I was like, great, boring. I just rode the subway all the way here for a kid friendly <laughs> escape room. I want it to be like saw. <laughs> um, but apparently they have rooms that you start, uh, by being locked in a coffin and you have to get find your cool. way out of that. Yeah. Not really my thing. Just escape rooms in general. Yeah. Games in general are really not my thing. I, I, I've never done an escape room. I feel like I would enjoy it. Again, I'm good at team building stuff. Team building events. Right. Yeah. It's kind of my thing. Um, well, so I did want, this is the second one I've done and neither one were my idea yeah. that I went. <laughs> uh, and the first one was more fun. It was like more kind of physical yeah. puzzles. Yeah. This one was just like, you had to like keep coming up with a series of combinations for various locks. Who cares? Know? Exactly. Who cares? I was like, I just want to lay down on the floor for the next 45 <laughs> minutes until they let us out of here. So I'm, I don't mean to ask this in a mean way, but did you pout? No. No. You didn't no, pout. I kept my game face oh, that's on. Good. That's Maya, good. Afterwards, Maya said that she could tell I was getting bored. Yeah. Um, but it was like But hot. you were a sport. I was a sport. Yeah. I that's kept good. trying. I, I, uh, I didn't upset anyone else. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and that's a lot for me because <laughs> <laughs> normally I'll sandbag the shit out of something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> My friend who I was telling you about last night, she's like, Oh, so he's a big baby. I was like, ah, not really. The fuck you calling <laughs> um, no, the, I, I, instead of saying I'm a baby, oh boy, there I would go. say that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. You're passionate. Yeah, exactly. I'm Same. A, a man of extreme passion. Yes. Um, you have a lot of feelings. Yeah. So long story short, um, <laughs> I have made no personal growth at all in my life. Hey, who cares? Uh, right. Fuck uh, it. Hey, I am what I am. <laughs> <laughs> We're not surprising anyone. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so what do you think? You want to get started? With yeah, the, sure. Sure. Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Hold, hold on. I got to unlock my phone. I have a little note here. All right. Um, 
My first question, Frank. Okay. Or my first category, regional hot dog styles. <laughs> Top three favorite regional hot dog styles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got a Chicago dog. You yeah, got the, yeah. the New York dirty yeah, water yeah. dog. You got- uh, I'm, I'm not a big hot dog uh, consumer okay. or enthusiast. Um, but I will say I do love a classic New York sabret, the long thin dog. Okay. Okay. That, like hangs out over the bun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little, um, mustard and relish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Okay. Um, so that's your number one. That's my number one classic. Yeah. I guess a New York dirty water dog. Okay. Um, trying to think what other the hot dogs. I, uh, I guess I'm down with a uh, a kraut dog, whatever that is, kraut and relish and mustard. Okay, still a standard hot dog. Still pretty standard. I'm thinking like regional, like um, no, I know. I guess I don't know my regional hot dogs that okay. well. Okay, okay. Um, Chicago is what like chili? No, Chicago is like that bright green relish, and then it has like the little peppers on it, and you get like a spear of uh, of. Uh, uh, pickle and 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 you you get little tomato wedges on it yeah i will say um every time i think of regional hot dogs i think of you in the hearst cafeteria because there was like a hot dogs of the world kind of like specialty at the at the, mm-hmm. the you remember this no at the grill and you got three big gross hot dogs yeah. ate one and a half or two and then felt sick all day and complained about it okay that sounds like something i would do <laughs> So uh, hot dogs really aren't my food. So I don't really have like a clear okay. like, what hierarchy of dogs. Okay. Dog hierarchy. I don't love a corn dog at all. See, I've only recently come around on the corn dog. Yeah. I get one every, every, uh, every year when I, I go to Coney Island once. And when yeah. I'm there, I get, a, I get a corn dog. I, uh, I just not a big meat eater either. So. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not the best category to be no, uh, throwing at you right sorry. out of the gate. Um, Do you want me to go next? Yeah. Mine is similar. I was going to ask your, your top three sandwiches. Oh, okay. Top three sandwiches. Uh, you can be a hot sandwich, cold sandwich, sub, hoagie. Hoagie, triple grinder, decker, party sub. Yeah. Um, does a calzone count? No, not a sandwich. Okay. Um, That's a closed, closed space. Yeah. Also, hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay, good to know. I think that my my number one sandwich, uh, number one sandwich is probably a, uh, um, the like hot beef and cheddar on a croissant that they have oh, in yeah. Chicago, and then you can get them to like add peppers to it. That sounds pretty good. Ooh. It's like everything kind of just comes together, so it's just like a big gooey, like a roast cheesy. Beef? Yeah, it's like a very thinly sliced roast beef. Mm. On a croissant with the the like croissant as bun is excellent. Oh, so good! Brilliant idea. Um, so that's my number one. Uh-huh. Uh Number two, I'm gonna say uh, a Reuben when it's done correctly. Mm-hmm. But the world is filled with bad Reubens. Yeah, I've uh, I've maybe same with like Cubans. Yeah, it's hard Cuban. to get a cu- good Cuban sandwich. Yeah, I don't like Cuban sandwiches. I don't think. No, neither. Um, and Excuse me. then who, what's going to be my third? This is a toughie. Mm. Um, third sandwich. Didn't I answer this the other day? You did. <laughs> what was I? Oh, um, uh, fuck. I can't remember what my answer was. Um, 
It was similar like regional sandwich. Yeah. Well, there's that Chicago one. And, uh, oh, uh, Shorty's, the um, cheesesteak place in in New York. They have an amazing Italian sub. Where is that? Uh, there's one in Flatiron. There used to be one on Flatbush, but it closed. Okay. So beef and cheddar, Chicago, and then the Philadelphia-style Italian nice. okay. in New York. And then my third... I say, um, can I cheat? Uh, I don't know. I'm only going to go with two. I okay. can't come up with a third sandwich. Okay. My number one, just across the board, best sandwich, just sandwich style, just egg and cheese. Oh yeah. Hard to beat an egg and cheese. Almost always good. I'm going to make t- that my third. Little tomatoes, hot peppers sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But I really need like a brick of eggs. Okay. Like a real big stack of eggs. I, I like a balance. Walters? You've been to Walters? No. Walters in Fort Greene has a very good egg sandwich. Egg and cheese sandwich. Okay. Um, they used to do it differently. They used to make it like a scrambled and like really, really good scrambled eggs. Like a big pile of it. And now it's just fried eggs, but it's still an excellent sandwich. Yeah. Um, if you've ever been to Court Street Grocers, they have a very, very, very good version of a vegetarian Italian sub. Okay excellent sounds like some hippie shit i probably you can put eat, eggs but. on it yeah see the, the food <laughs> stuff is just mine are all vegetarian um i don't know what my third is i'll stick with those two for now actually i'm gonna be a total plebe and i'm gonna say that my third one is a big mac really yeah like when you're on a road trip mm. and you and you got to stop at mcdonald's because it's like the only thing at the rest stop on the thruway and you get a really fresh big mac where the bun is mm. all like squishy and stuff I haven't had a Big Mac in like 15 years. Oh, man, you were missing out. I don't know. You got to just like embrace it. Abuse yourself once a year. I do love a um, sausage, egg, and cheese from McDonald's. Ooh, yeah. That gets me going. Yeah. That gets me going. Can't fuck with that. (laughs) (laughs) The biscuit, though. The biscuit, egg, and cheese. Yeah. Do you like uh, McGriddles? Never had one. They're not, they're not good. They're gross. It's, it, it tastes like a, like a, a normal McDonald's breakfast sandwich that they sprayed with uh, maple syrup perfume. Gross. <laughs> um, okay, so my next one is top three concerts that you have been to oh. in, in your life. Uh, this one's pretty easy. Number one is um, Radiohead played a show in Jersey City outside when All Points West was happening. Yeah, I remember that. There was a, the East Coast version here. Is that what it was called, All Points West? That was, was called a- ATP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it like the All Tomorrow's Parties thing? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was a no. different concert. It was three days or two days? Three days. Yeah. And um, and Animal Collective played and The National played and all these other bands played that were all good. Um, but Radiohead headlined and it was during their In Rainbows tour. Did you go to this concert? No, but I remember everybody else we know going. It was extremely, <laughs> extremely good. And didn't my friend Clinton came up and went? Probably, yeah. I think he hung out with Hyen and were you with her? No, I was with my friend Nick. Okay, but I, I know that he came up and went. It was just like really expensive, and I was very poor at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was like 100 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah there was yeah. no way I was paying that. Yeah, that's definitely number one. Um, number two is I was in college, either freshman or sophomore year in college, and it was right when Thursday's Full Collapse came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that face you're making. No, no, I, I, this is no judgment, man. Okay. These are personal choices. So the lineup was, okay, so a couple of things were happening here. It was definitely my sophomore year in college and my girlfriend who lived in Albany came down to see me mm-hmm. 
and I realized I had tickets for the show the Friday night that she was here. And I tried to get her a ticket, but it was sold out. And I couldn't resist not going to the show. <laughs> so she hung out in my dorm room, dorm room while I moshed with my friends at a small club in Jersey. I bet she really enjoyed that. She loved that <laughs> about me. Um, anyway, the lineup was, uh, the headliner was Boyce It's Fire, which were, were fine. Yeah. Thursday was the second band. Mm-hmm. Piebald played. Oh, I would like to see that. I think the movie Life. I've seen them. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen them. So, solid lineup. Yeah. Um, and I was just there to see Thursday. I was a huge Thursday fan at the time. And if you ever, if you look up the Understanding in a Car Crash video, mm-hmm. it is that show. Oh, like the actual show they filmed it? Yes. Okay. And the crowd just lost their goddamn minds. And it was extremely, it was the only time I've ever stage dived. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not a big stage diver. Yeah. I could see you sort of like being up on stage and like, Double clutching a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Like, should, like, I, should, like, I, should I do this? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like I don't have like a free, free, free flowing body. You know, just right, like, right. Just like <laughs> fling myself off the stage. It's not really who I am. Um, yeah, it was just extremely fun. It, it was just like totally cathartic. The whole place was going crazy, and it was just one of those feelings of like everybody's on the same page. Everybody's having a blast. Yeah. Everybody knows every word to every song. So fun. And then Boyce's Fire came on after and the crowd was just exhausted and like kind of uh, Thursday stole the show. I came home covered in sweat to my uh, girlfriend who was waiting for me all night. Talking about how you had the best night of your life. Best night of my <laughs> life. And she's like, cool. Uh, I hate this music and I hate you now. I, I drove three hours to see you. You're an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah just, you know, the, drew me in i couldn't resist you know that, that's understandable you couldn't gotta resist. you know you gotta strike while the iron is hot <laughs> exactly um and my third it's my third is tough i don't know um i saw converge at a small venue once and it was incredible uh they played on the floor um maybe that it's kind of like any other really good hardcore show at this point yeah. from then on um Radiohead is always very good. Uh, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, it's my turn. Yeah, Frank, those were some lackluster selections. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my you, you made that drop. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. No, I hired a guy to make it. <laughs> um. Uh. So my first one easily, easily is when I saw the triple bill of Motorhead, Dio, and Iron Maiden. Seriously? Yes. By far the best concert I've ever been to. Mm. It was outdoors, in the summer. It seems so dumb, though. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you want to see more than one Dio song live? Like, at, wah, wah. I would say at the time, I wasn't really much of a Dio fan at all. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to sit through Dio to see Iron Maiden. And I'm not a huge Iron Maiden fan, but I love the spectacle of it. Sure. Um, like they put on a fucking show. Yeah. Like it was insane, but I love Motorhead. And so it was just insane to get to see Motorhead. You like Motorhead's music? Yes. Mm. Um, not all of it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I do like Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to them fairly regularly. Mm. But um, it was just like 
it was before, I mean, obviously like I didn't realize that Dio was going to be dying pretty yeah, shortly yeah, yeah. after that. Lemmy is now dead and I've seen Iron Maiden a few times since then and it was never quite as good. Like, I don't know if they just sort of aged out of the type of show that they had done, but yeah. it was such an enormous spectacle and it was outside and it was like, it was in college and I took my college girlfriend with me and she did not like that music at all. Yeah. Like could not be less interested. Right. And after the show, she was like, I get why people like this. Now. That's cool. Like she was like, it's not for me, but I fully get it. I will say this is like 2008 when I was hanging out with high end, we both were really into battles. I loved battles when they mm-hmm. first came out and we had like a coworkers going away party on a Friday nights and the job at the time, everyone got super crazy drunk yeah. all the time, all my coworkers. Like I was like arm wrestling the editor-in-chief. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, or like one of the editors. <clears throat> and so we're out like during happy hour because we left at five o'clock. So we had yeah. all this time to just party. So we got so drunk and then got in a car and went to Greenpoint, this venue that used to be called Studio B. Yeah. I never went to that there. place. Um, that was the only time I've ever been. I, I have no idea where it is in Greenpoint. One of those experiences were like, I'm somewhere in Brooklyn. I feel so far away from everything. Yeah. It was like not as developed as, as it is now. And we get to the venue and there's opening bands playing and we sit on this, like, it's like kind of a club feeling. And we sit on these like giant leather couches and just pass out. Cause we were drinking so much, we <laughs> totally pass out. And the security guard wakes us up. He's like, Hey, you guys can't sleep here. We wake up. And then battles is about to go on. We're like, perfect. So, so we see battles <laughs> and they're incredible. They're like, if you saw them at the t- that time, yeah. they were extremely, extremely good. Yeah. I remember that era of that band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were really great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So number one was that, uh, motorhead Dio and, uh, Iron Maiden show. Number two is, I think you were there that frightened rabbit show at, uh, Southpaw. In Brooklyn when it existed? Was I, was I there? Maybe I don't know if it was. It was uh so Southpaw is this venue that's long gone. Yeah, yeah. But uh it was it was their first <clears throat> tour in the United States. Oh, like cool. they had and and uh like obviously they went on to be a very huge band with a tragic end, but when like I had I don't know how I had heard of them, but I was in love with them. Uh and uh they showed up for this show and the lead singer between songs just kept saying, I can't believe how many people are here. That's so cool. I can't believe you guys know the words to these songs. This is just crazy. That's amazing. Like it was, it was like the vibes were so positive and they were so tight when they were playing. It was just like, it was the exact like sentiment that you want to get from a band when you go see them. Right. Right. Like he could not express how grateful he was that people were there to like listen to the music. That's cool. Which is, you know, the complete opposite of what you often get, which is like, I'm so tired of playing these songs. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I think the third one, uh, when I first moved to Pittsburgh, my first year in school there, there was uh, a venue. I can't even remember the name of it anymore, but it was like right on the main strip through Oakland in Pittsburgh. And they had shows every night of the week. And, and like, Pittsburgh was a major stop for like every band at that time kind of fell off the map after that place closed, but, uh, poison the well played and uh, the show was like eight bucks or something. And it was the, um, uh, you come before you tour. Yep. I saw that tour too. 
holy shit. Everyone man. lost their goddamn mind. Yeah. And it was the first time I had gone to like a hardcore show over the age of 21. Yeah. So this club was like, it was like, quote unquote, a rock club. So yeah. it was like, you have the venue with the stage and in the back, there's sort of like the uh, fenced off bar area. So uh-huh. like 18 to 21 can be out front and then whatever. Sure. So I went with my roommate who had never listened to Poison the Well before and we went and just like posted up at the bar drinking like dollar beers and watching Poison the Well like at the height of their... And did the whole crowd go insane? Lost their fucking minds. Yeah, and my, so my, my roommate didn't listen to hardcore, like didn't know anything about hardcore. And like the pit turned into like, you know, the, um, the like faux martial arts dancing yeah, yeah, yeah. and my roommate was like what the fuck are these people doing this <laughs> yep. is there's like 18 year olds spin kicking each other yeah, yeah. in the face <laughs> and and it was like it was that era where i think they were like really in, getting like into drugs pretty heavy so the band was like really intense and the lead singer is it was like maximum neck thickness yeah yeah it was like when his head was just sort of like this plug off off of his <laughs> shoulders fuck it was so aggressive and yep. uh, that was that was awesome. I saw um, so in college, I worked for like my college radio station and we saw a ton of shows for, for free and we saw it was Snapcase, Boys It's Fire and CKY. Okay. They all played a show in, at the Birch Hill, which was a venue in Jersey and it was pretty good. Not, mm. I don't know if you've ever seen Snapcase live, but they're very, very good live. And so they were, they, pl- got, that, they got that, that floppy bass. Snapcase? Yeah. Yeah. That bass sounds like... Bleep, bleep, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I can't really get too into that. So they played the next night in Philadelphia. And I remember sitting in the cafeteria with my friends the next day eating brunch. And we're like, should we just, should we just go to Philadelphia and do the show? Because <laughs> um, it wasn't sold out yet. So we drove down to Philadelphia and it had just sold out when we got to the door. And... Like we drove like an hour and a half and we're like, oh, I couldn't get in. And CKY had just finished and the guys are getting, leaving the venue and they hear over here what's happening. They just give them, they give us their like wristbands. Oh, nice. So we got in for free. Um, and we had like actually all access. Whoa. Yeah. Um, but the, that show too, like the crowd was just going insane. It was just like a martial arts expo on the floor. <laughs> it was at a uh, theater of living arts. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like kicking each other in the face, left and right. It was to actually very, very scary. Yeah. Extremely violent. Yeah. Oh man. That's that. It, you have to like experience that at a time in your life where you can, yes. where you can like experience it authentically because like if i were to go to a show that like that now i would just be laughing at everybody i would still enjoy it yeah i would i would like i would be amped on the energy yeah but i would definitely have a cynical yes like take on it yes um i have one honorable mention um because i i have to include this um when i lived in pittsburgh uh carnegie mellon university Mm -hmm. is there it's like, you know, not quite Ivy league, but it's, it's a big school. Yeah. Very wealthy people go there. So they would have like crazy events on campus because like every campus organization was very well funded. Yeah. So <clears throat> I saw deer hunter play there. I love deer hunter. I saw them play. They're really good live too. Yeah. I saw them play at CMU in the dining hall. Uh-huh. I need to tell me a story while people were eating like they didn't even <laughs> close the dining hall. So it's like it's like the, the lead singer from Deer Hunter was wearing this like torn up like baby doll dress and he had the so most good. grotesque boner poking out of the front of the dress and he's like doing his. Yeah, you know, I mean, he is like a really intense yeah. presence yeah. and he's like writhing on this tabletop and he's, you know, because like he does all the like 
like vocal effects and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So he's like making this crazy noise. He's wearing a dress and has this huge boner that like no one can stop staring at. And there's like people coming in with their meal plan card to like pick up a grilled cheese. It was <laughs> so crazy. I, I like, I, I think that might have been the weirdest yeah, show experience yeah, yeah. I've ever seen. That's fun. Yeah. Um, All right, Eric uh, killing it as oh always. Oh my God. <laughs> These are the drops that you make. <laughs> well, you put me in charge. What do you? Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, top three beef castles. Oh, I mean, can I get some props for that category? Thank you. Yeah, that's a great. Can I get category. a drop prop for that? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I got a boner. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's not like Frank. You did a great job. I didn't have enough money to pay the guy <laughs> to keep doing more and more drops. Yeah. So, um, Oh. These guys have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, um, that's that's everything. Yeah, that's that's our show. Uh, <laughs> so my top three beef castles. Number one, obviously, a runaway. <laughs> Tom motherfucking eighty percent traps Hardy in Warrior. In Warrior, yeah. But also, I'll take him in Dark Knight. Okay. Or um, uh, what's the one where he shows his little weenie? Uh, uh. Uh, what's that movie called where he's the prisoner? No idea. Bronson. 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 Yeah. You ever see that? No. Weird. <laughs> and and full frontal. Cool. Yeah. And I wonder if it's on my Criterion collection. It might be. Yeah. It is like a really um, uh, like critically acclaimed movie. Yeah. But if you want to see what Tom Hardy's junk looks like. I don't really. I am happy to report I guess that it's not threatening. You're happy to report. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> You worry well, about him stealing your girl? Like what's No, I'm worried about what it's gonna be like if if Tom Hardy forces himself on me. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> right. And am I gonna be able to participate in on the level that he wants me to? Got it. Got I it. think I can. <laughs> <laughs> You're worried that he's he's in some way of like a vague threat to you, a vague sexual threat to you. No, I mean a physical threat. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um uh, so he's my number one. All right, that makes sense. Okay, beef castles. Uh, okay, Tom. You Hardy. can include present company. I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay, well, this is top three. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see who who is a beef castle. I'm gonna say my number one. Yeah. Um, like '92 era SummerSlam Hulk Hogan. Okay. I mean, yeah. that is a real fucking beef castle. Yes. Huge dude. All American. Hero. Yeah. Big boot I, to the face. I love how they're all like, like if you watch footage of, of, of old wrestling, even new wrestling is it's, it's a type of physique that you don't like see anywhere else. You know, it's not like bodybuilder. No, it's just bloated. Yeah. It's like, it looks like, um, like you're huge, but you're a, not cut at all. Yeah. You're just a big fucking side of beef. Just yeah. like, big i like it um oh oh dude i got one uh i'm gonna say like early 90s henry rollins yeah yep yeah mm -hmm. i'm like assembling my my mount rushmore of of uh, beef castles here uh who else is a hot hunky dude that i love i you know i have to say um maybe i'm just biased here but uh 90s era SummerSlam ultimate warrior oh my god right he was he was cut. ultimate warrior was fucking shredded <laughs> so 
vascular. Yes. And I don't know if that's just like because dangerously he's wearing vascular. two tourniquets at all times and his <laughs> arms are ready to explode. But, there, I rem- but it worked on me. Yeah. I remember like watching those promos and you're like, fuck, man, like, you, like you're going to pop. Like, yeah. your, your shit is just like, yes. that looked uncomfortable. It just looked so full of rage too. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I mean, I was definitely a Hulkamaniac. I'm trying to think like I, I was like my peak wrestling era was like eighties WWF. Yeah. So, I mean, that, um, I guess that was eighties warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate yeah. warrior. That was late 80s. Uh, Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, but like early undertaker, like, when, yeah, like yeah, yeah. with, with Paul bearer and all my that. grandfather kept watching it and like buying the pay-per-views. Cause like, you know, after I stopped caring. Yeah. And so I was forced to watch a lot of like Halloween havoc and King of the ring. And you know, for longer than I cared to. Yeah. But, yeah, I used to watch those with my dad when I was younger, but then he stopped. He stopped getting them. I think yeah. they got too expensive or yeah. whatever. Um, ooh, you know who's who's always like a favorite beef castle of mine, like uh, Chuck Liddell when mm, he was yeah. at the, when he was at the peak of his yeah. like like just knocking everybody the fuck out. Yeah, like it was really exciting to see him and like, um, you know, I don't, I didn't want him to like hold me. Yeah, um, in the way that I want Tom he, Hardy to hold. Of respect. Yeah, just like, like, just like he's the kind of guy. Like, I'd see. Wait, actually, I'm gonna reel it back. I'm gonna reel it back. <laughs> we're talking about beef castles. Yep. Um, we're talking about the fluidity of my sexuality. Yeah, sure. I think I'm gonna push Chuck Liddell um, from the uh, the aughts. Yeah. Um, off to number four. Uh huh. And squarely at number three. Yeah, I'm gonna put him at number three. Brad Pitt from Fight Club. Oh yeah, I mean, he. I mean, I wouldn't say Beef Castle. He's just a hot cut guy. Yeah, but he's like he, real I mean, hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I mean, he's like Jack though, right? I mean, he's just really he's he's muscular. He's very cut though. He's like thin and cut. Yeah, he's very impressive on the screen. But I bet if you saw him in person, he, he would look lighter like, than you think. He would look like an elf. <laughs> yeah, um, mine is another one of mine is very New York specific. Um, but if you ever are riding the subway and you see an Alvin Ailey poster of a man doing a split in the air, that guy, he's huge. Okay. Extremely flexible, giant thighs, big, beautiful, huge quads. Yeah. Um, very cut dude. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Like this kind of pose like that, like a, a, like kind of a split in the air kind of thing. I have making direct v- eye contact vaguely. <laughs> I vaguely remember what you're talking about, but I, I can't say for sure. Okay. I think I'm going to move. I'm going to move Brad Pitt off the dais. Okay. And I'm going to replace him because right now we got, we got Tom Hardy mm-hmm. jacked. Huge. We got Henry Rollins from the nineties. Also humongous jacked. All small guys. Yeah. I think that most guys who, appear that jacked have to be small sure like you you can't be my height and and look like tom hardy don't tell yourself that eric i mean i don't but <laughs> like, you know in my moments of clarity when i'm <laughs> when i'm not doing squats at the gym and almost passing out and you know wishing tom hardy would catch me yeah uh i think uh ronnie coleman the mm. bodybuilder oh yeah oh again mine is magnus on magnuson yeah i mean these, these love are, magnus Real beef castle. Love the dual Magnuson. 
Oh, also honorable mention the guy from the smashing machine, a documentary that I, I mentioned before. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube. It's about like, this guy was like the first star of UFC, like yeah. when UFC first started and he was just this just enormous guy who got the nickname, the smashing machine, because he would walk in and just, just punch his way through anything in front of him. And mm. it was just brutal. Mm. Um, so yeah, check that out. Cool. Uh, so those are beef castles. Yeah. My, my next one is uh, oh, movies that don't age well. Ooh. And in hindsight, make you feel like an incel when you watch. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many incel moments. I wasn't too incel as a kid. Okay. Um, more just constant longing, not much like hate towards women. Just yeah. like a deep desire, deep, uncomfortable desire of like, well, with the incel thing, I'm not saying that like there has to be an element of like hate, okay. but there has to be like this element of like intense male gaze entitlement. Mm. That's sure. like that that at the time because I feel like the '90s is just loaded oh, with, yeah, with those yeah. movies, yeah. even the aughts. Yeah, but like, um, you know, like any movie where there's like a manic pixie dream girl. Sure, sure. Or you're just like male rage, like a lot of male rage for no reason. Cause I was going to say first one is falling down. Well, yeah, that's not really uh, yeah. Doesn't age well. I, when I think of incel and I might be wrong, I think of like, no, I think uh, it's definitely sex related. Yeah. It's like somebody who's really hung up on yeah. validation from, from the opposite sex that they think they deserve yeah. and are not getting. Okay. My number two then is uh, weekend at Bernie's. There's a lot of, there is the obvious text of, uh, Frank, you realize this isn't a three ways to bum people out challenge. What the fuck? What? (laughs) What does that even mean? (laughs) Isn't it funny that I could just pay people on the internet to do this? (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. Uh, so yeah, we can at Bernie's, uh, the obvious plot line being, uh, a corpse, uh, animated through what? Reggaeton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is the longing to be a um, uh, part of a society that gets to access very hot chicks all over the place. Right. I feel like that was kind of what most movies were about yeah. at that time. Most, okay. most like comedies. Okay. So third on that list is um, kind of a classic, but it's big. Tom Hanks and big. Hmm. You think that's an incel movie? Yeah. <laughs> Watch it again. Okay. Total incel movie. Okay. I will, I will watch that. Yeah. We could just be as immature as we, as we please and still get the chicks. Right. Yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. I, I totally see that. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, my number one is a movie that I am, you know, unabashedly obsessed with. Beautiful Girls. Yeah. Who? Hardcore incel shit. Oh, yeah. Like... A lot of pedoing adoration. Shit. Yeah, weird stuff. <laughs> There's a lot of like, and I under, like, <laughs> I understand um, the metaphors. I understand that it's, it's all metaphorical. Doesn't matter. And I can, I, like, I understand that when I watch it, I have to, like, buy in on that. Yeah. But, who oh boy. Yeah. That does not hold up. No, sir. You cannot chase after a 13-year-old because it makes you feel complete. That is just, <laughs> if there's one lesson yes. that I'm pretty sure, uh, I've learned in life. Mm. That's um, good. That's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. Uh, number two, Garden State. Oh, God. That movie 
sucks. <laughs> Real bad. I'm have not, you seen it recently? No, I haven't. It is terrible. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I think it probably does not hold up. It's your least favorite emo record. Okay. Okay. So it's like it's like listening to the Juliana theory. Yes. <laughs> exactly. God, I hate that band. Yeah. Oh my God. So I watched it recently. I mean, Natalie Portman, I love. We'll love forever. Yeah. I'll even lie about having a relationship with her. Whatever, it's fine. For whatever I gotta do. Yeah. Um and Zach Braff, never a big fan of. Still not. Yeah. He never did much beyond that. I mean, that and Scrubs. Yeah. Was it he's on that show that's like that's based on a podcast? Or did he just make it? I don't know. You know the startup podcast? No. It's like the the guy who started Gimlet. Okay. He he when he started Gimlet, he started a podcast that was about building Gimlet. And it was called Startup. Okay. Real masturbatory if you ask me. <laughs> but uh of course it got turned into a TV show. I think starring Zach Braff as the guy who's trying to start a podcast network startup thing. Okay. I think it's still on TV. I have no idea. Sure. Um, so for me, beautiful girls, uh, garden state. And I think my third would be like, when I think of, um, when I think of like, Oh, road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Like, Are you Tom Green in that movie? I mean, if we're if we're like gonna redo it, if we're rebooting Road Trip, I am absolutely Tom Green. <laughs> but the, I would the, rewatch that. It's probably pretty good. That is another movie that you have to like go into it saying, "I understand the time and place this came out of." Yeah, and I'm gonna watch it for the laughs. But like, I don't know that that movie. I don't think that movie could get made today. Oh no. Cause no it's way. like, Hey guys, I don't know what the fuck my girlfriend's doing at college. Let's load up in a van and drive down there <laughs> and see what the, f- meanwhile, I'm going to bang this Go other hot chick. Check this out. Yeah. And, and the only thing that's, that's complicating this whole thing is I'm going to fuck some other chick. No, good point. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> and, and like, I forgot that was the premise of the movie. Yeah. And the dude, like <laughs> frankly is a total scrub and he's got the, he's got Amy. Is that Justin Long? No, it's, um, uh, Brecken Meyer. Okay. And he's got like 2000 era, Amy smart, just, just yeah. relentlessly in love with him. Yeah. Whew. I know girl. <laughs> oh, Amy smart. Where did you go? <laughs> Even uh garden state. I'm hanging out with a disabled woman and trying to sleep with her and just doing a lot of drugs. I, yeah. I mean, I think that I, I think that, that the, um, yeah, basically, but I think that, um, so you know how, like one of my least favorite, uh, tropes in a romantic movie that is very male focused is, um, the male protagonist is the only one who truly sees the beauty of the intensely hot female yes. character. And he's also the only one who suffers. Right. Right. Like she's disabled and has like a, you know, a rough upbringing, but he's the one in real pain. Mm-hmm. But the, the, like, I think that's why she has to have like a, a problem where she has to wear a helmet, yeah. you know, because it's like, she has to be like visibly flawed. Right. And you have right. to be like, fuck man, Zach Braff, you are such a good dude. <laughs> You're able to see past right. that helmet and still recognize that Natalie Portman is crazy hot. And you'll still bring her around to your friends. Wow. Good for you. <laughs> Who's a good guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was my that was my category. Okay, um, top three hip hop records. Oof. 
<laughs> just off the top of your head, your favorite th- three hip hop albums uh, of all time. Listen, <laughs> I don't really listen to hip hop. Mm. I um, occasionally a hip hop track will You're come say the first three Beastie my- Boys records. I hate the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I mean, I think they seem like really swell guys, but yeah. I their music to just does nothing for me. Yeah. Um, I can't say that there is any hip hop that I listen to. Not one record. Mm. I mean, like other than some like mashup shit that was that was big when I was in college, like Girl Talk or something. No, like like the Gray album, or like oh, remember that, or like uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah my favorite hip-hop <laughs> album is that aerosmith album <laughs> no i mean i honestly it's just or like, when, when limp biscuit had a dj yeah <laughs> yeah what are those other oh my favorite hip-hop uh uh act is uh sugar ray yeah that's a good point <laughs> um yeah i i hip-hop does not do it for me i i recognize that it's you know good and other people like it and listen i know that people don't like my music most of the time so (laughs) hey you know it's fine yeah i i I, i'm gonna have to say i am not informed enough to even answer the question Mm. but like you know do you like (laughs) (laughs) hip-hop let's go to the next category you don't have you don't have any i have i have some acts i like not many though i have like a handful uh i this reminds me of something that I thought of the other day. Uh, you know, atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I think like atmosphere has a new record out or something like that. Sure. And I, I saw it come up somewhere online. And, uh, when I was a senior in college, we had these writing workshops and, uh, this girl in my class was obsessed with atmosphere. And she, we, we would do these workshops where you, you know, everybody reads it and then you just sort of like savagely destroy, um, each other's work. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I wish jobs were like that now. Yeah. In hindsight, I feel really bad about like going in so hard on this, but, um, she wrote an essay about how at like falling in love with atmosphere, um, like helped her pull herself out of a, um, an eating disorder. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) (laughs) God, you're going to be a fucking dick about it. Aren't you? Well, no, I, I mean, I <laughs> understand the, the power that that had for her. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I understand, I mean, there's a lot of music that, you know, like it, when I'm in my darkest hour yeah. and, and I've been there yeah. many times, I'll listen to lifetime mm. and it pulls me up. Does it? Yeah. Your wife should carry around a boom box with lifetime. Absolutely. <laughs> she really should. <laughs> Or they should put like a fucking implant in my brain that she could just carry like a garage door opener. And and when something goes wrong, she just hits the button and that, that, uh, lifetime self-titled album yes. just starts ripping. Yep. Um, but no, like I can think, I can think of moments where I've been at my lowest low, like things are really going bad yeah. for Eric. And I'm like, I'm just going to take a walk and listen to lifetime. Mm. And, and I'm like, at least this is something I can control and yes. I enjoy and it makes me feel energized <clears throat> and happy. Um, eating disorder though it's that's i mean yeah yeah so uh obviously <laughs> i have no um i have like no experience with an eating disorder yeah um but i so one of my 
issues that I frequently <clears throat> brought up with people's stories when we were uh, workshopping. Is that they're very trite? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to shame somebody for uh, working through their uh, eating disorder in, okay. a, in a writing workshop. Okay. That's, that's perfectly okay. But when you're critiquing the story, uh, I was in a nonfiction uh, writing course. Like that's, that was what I majored in in college, and that's what we were doing. So there was a lot of personal essay stuff. Sure. But um, often the thing, the, the element, the part where people fail is that they write a, a, a story that is deeply personal to them. And there's no relatable aspect. And, yeah. There's no, yeah. that uh, like the, like one of the, um, like one of the ways that they talk about this is they talk about the universal thread. Like you can mm-hmm. talk about, you can talk about the most subjective, specific thing to you, something that you did. But like, if you want it to resonate with someone else, there has to be some connection to that universal sure. thread. Like, like this, sure, this specific thing happened, but like, what does it represent and how does yeah. that become relatable? And I just grilled her and, and like, well, eating disorders, overcoming, uh, no. Yeah. But if you don't like turn it into a larger story, sure. Then, you, then it's almost just like, let me talk about this really traumatic thing that happened to me. And a lot of people in writing classes think of it as, uh, well, not like intentionally, but they, it sort of turns into therapy. Yeah. And they write about these like really painful things that they went through. And I think that makes good art. Right. Yeah. Because, because a, you got to be a real dick to criticize someone, someone's like, uh, or be Eric price recounting of a traumatic <laughs> experience. <laughs> uh huh. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, but like, we're trying to make good art, you know, like yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're like, we're trying to elevate this. Sure. You know, if you, if you want to like go to a support group and, and read your essay about like a thing that happened to you. Great. Right. Like yeah. we'll all share in your pain and support you. But if you're trying to like make like art that resonates, it has to be like kind of elevated. That's what sure. we're here to do. That's why we're sitting here, uh-huh. right? And um, that's just a little taste of things I said to her to her <laughs> face. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That did not go over Weird. well. Weird. Oof. she cry? Uh, no, I think she just kind of stared at the not floor the face. whole time. Yeah. Yeah, she told me my glasses go home and look throw stupid up? once too, so whatever. Did she go home and throw up a bunch? <laughs> I don't know. Throw away all her food? Uh, I, I, I felt so... That's I didn't cool, feel man. bad at the time. It's cool. At the time I was like, you doing, people, I'm doing what's right. You people are lucky to have me here <laughs> to do this painful work. Doing this hard work for you. Um, but yeah, in the years since I've been like, damn, we, yeah. none of us were real writers. There was no reason to not. like to savage anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I was talking that. to some friends recently and I was much more hard lined as a, uh, in my youth than I am now. Yeah. About everything. Yeah. Which is saying a lot. Cause I have a million hills to die on now. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to die because somebody pounded on the bathroom door <laughs> yesterday. Uh, no, yeah, no, you're totally right. It was kind of like um, this, like unhealthy exercise in my own idealism and like narcissism, which you know, that's what you do when you're young. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never do that now. I would just, Maybe. I would just sit there quietly and then do the old like thing where you stretch out your collar and go, mm-hmm. yeesh, <laughs> yow, <laughs> check please. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but you know, God bless her. I hope yeah, she's doing well. She's I'm sure okay. she is. I'm sure Let's she is. Hope, she's you know? probably like, you know, atmosphere's manager now or something. And I'm sure Maybe. It's, it's all working out. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We should look her up afterwards. Um, I don't even remember her name. Anyway, uh, top three places you've traveled to and why? three places i've traveled to and why uh well, you don't have to really explain why you just uh, like best vacations basically yeah like places where you're just like <clears throat> holy shit that, that was i great. really enjoyed budapest okay it's beautiful okay. a lot of spas all right <laughs> um mexico city is is delightful i had a weird experience last time i was there um the food's supposed to be great and cheap great there. food it's very cheap it's a great city a lot to do just had a weird time yeah yeah um and what else um i traveled around italy when i was 19 that must have been fun it was great but like i would would like to go back and have like a proper experience yeah yeah, so many of my memories of places that I've been to, even places that I really enjoyed, are like there. There is this like constant theme of me being like too young and yes. not having enough resources to actually do stuff. Yes. Oh, I will say, I drove uh, from LA to Portland and had a great time. Okay, that was very fun. That's very, very beautiful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was awesome. And also, driving from Nashville to San Francisco was really beautiful too. I guess I love road trips. Yeah, road trips are the shit. Love road trip. I might be going to Marfa soon. Uh, Do a road trip. Where's that? Texas. Oh, there's huh. a bunch of Judd artwork out there. <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've I've driven across Texas. Have you? I drove from uh, Austin to Houston. That's pretty. That's a pretty short distance, isn't it? Felt long. Yeah. Way do you like get out west? I drove through the top of Texas. That's, okay, that was boring as hell. I drove. I drove. Uh, what is that like? Route, route ten or like. Mm-hmm. I ten or whatever. Yeah. Holy shit, man! Wait, isn't Austin to down to Houston like a pretty like six hours, five hours? I don't know. I thought they were near each other. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, um, so so your your answer is sort of just road trips. Yeah, I think road trips. I think yeah. road trips is my favorite way to travel. Yeah. Based on my experiences so far. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't like spending too much time in a city, which I'm realizing now. I like being in a place that feels totally different. And I like a lot of activity, a lot of stimulation. I can't just lay around on the beach. I went to Nicaragua, didn't have a great time. I was kind of bored the whole time. Um, I went to Zurich and it was cool, but I don't know. I was also like going through a breakup and feeling like weird and heartbroken. Um, yeah, I want to do a lot of different things. The Pacific Northwest speaks to me a lot. I'll say that. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and so I really enjoy being out there. Um, you got to go up to Portland and hang out with our friend Chaz. Yeah, I've been to Portland a couple of times. Super fan of the show. It's cool. Yeah, next time I'm there. Real nice guy. Yeah. I think he'd get a real kick out of meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? He's just a fan. Okay, great. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what, uh, what advice, top three pieces of, of advice you would give your 18-year-old self? Oh, <laughs> dude. Uh, um uh have some self confidence. Okay. I think that would be like maybe not those exact words, but um 
just like stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking. Yeah. Cause that's like, impossible. Everybody kid, else is so much lamer than you think they are. Or also it's just not, like, not your problem. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, relationships should not be hard to maintain. Hmm. That's my number two. Hmm. Interesting. Stop, stop worrying about what other people are thinking. Relationships should not be hard to maintain. Huh? So you should never be like, wait, so your relationship now is not tumultuous at all. Um, we both have very fiery personalities, <laughs> uh, but I think that being together is very effortless. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like, like, you know, uh, you, like you hear young people talking about things like, Oh, you know, I went out with this guy or I went out with this girl and they didn't call me back or like they, they acted weird when I hung out with them and I'm trying to, why would they do that? I'm trying to figure out what they're thinking. Like, it's just because it doesn't work because they don't like you. Yeah. It's, it's really that simple. Also, it's not like they don't like you. It's just uh, not a good connection. Yeah. I, how many times have you pursued someone you think is super hot? Yeah. And it's not that they not interested. It's just like an awkward. You're just not a good fit. Yeah, it's just really trying to make it work. And and you think, like, oh, but you're so hot. When you're younger, you think, oh, the most malleable and disposable thing in this equation is me. Is my personality. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just do whatever they want me to do. Yeah, I yeah. will. I yeah. will change whatever it is about myself <laughs> they require. Yeah, because I'm the least valuable part of this. You got to completely stop thinking that way. Mm-hmm. Um. And then third, I think I would probably just uh, tell myself to wear like proper footwear. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because uh, like decades of wearing Vans and Converse yeah, and stuff, yeah. it just really banged up my feet. Huh. Okay. <laughs> it's a real old man reflection. Hey, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm imparting life lessons. Fair enough. <laughs> Is that your last one? I have one more. Okay. Because uh, we got we to gotta skedaddle. I know, I know. Um. Okay, top three times you have gotten hurt, um, or top three times you should have gotten hurt bad, but Oof. didn't. Oof. Um, number one, um, I was, so I used to bike to work, to and from work every day, um, <clears throat> and I was biking home through the East Village, crossing over, I think, Bowery, um, into the Lower East Side, and I was, I don't wear a helmet. Okay. First of all, which is very stupid. Yeah. Um, and I had my headphones in. Uh-huh. As I always do when I ride. Uh-huh. I was on the phone with my sister. Right. Bad. Bad. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Just real dumb. Uh-huh. And this SUV just made a U-turn in the middle of the lane. Oof. And just came so close destroying me. Um extremely scary like i was on the phone with my sister and i just like lost my breath for a couple minutes yeah um very very scary um that's number one uh number two i did fall off my bike um and just like the impact and like the repercussions of that was pretty scary and unsettling and i still have some like legitimate damage to my body from it sure um number three um let's see I've crashed a million cars. I've hidden many animals with my cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, On purpose, because you're a psychopath. Because <laughs> it's the only thing that makes you feel alive. Because there's nothing to do in the suburbs. Um, so I'm one of those, I'm sure. Just pick yeah. any of those that could have been much worse than they actually were. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think for me, uh, the number one that I still to this day think about, I was in like elementary school and 
we were moving junk out of my house, um, just like doing kind of a spring cleaning thing. Yeah. And there was this, uh, remember those like roll away beds? Yeah. Sort of like a, like a little cot that you yeah, fold yeah. up. So there's this mattress and like, uh, my mom told me to carry it downstairs cause it had to go out on the, on the garbage pile. And I thought it would be a good idea to put it on the stairs and ride it down <laughs> and, uh, head first. Oh my God. <laughs> which I did. <laughs> and I hit at the bottom of our stairs, there was just a wall. Like you, when you got to the bottom of the stairs, you had to make a right. Yeah. Um, so which I, which you were aware of. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't work it out. So I did that and I went head first into the wall and it like, it, it, it like whipped my head to the side. Yeah. And I remember my neck being like, Oh, like I remember this like pain, like yeah. really intense pain. Yeah. And like, I think that that's one of those moments where I was probably like a centimeter away from being paralyzed. You could have been disabled, Eric. Yeah. My whole life. Like I, I, like I look back on that and that's like the moment there's a parallel timeline there where I'm blown into a straw to move around now. (laughs) Like you meet so many people as you do in wheelchairs, you know, you meet so many people in wheelchairs and you're like, Oh, what happened? Oh, I just fucking, I got, I got into a car accident or like I was skateboarding and I got hit by a car. Like something real benign one day happened and your life is now Fucked. Yeah, and and I think about that like I like that was that benign moment that yeah. could have been could have been for me. Um, I got hit by a bus in Pittsburgh one day <laughs> when I was crossing the street and I was listening to my headphones. Yeah, um, and uh, so like in New York, they if you're in the crosswalk, like everybody stops. Yeah, uh, not in Pittsburgh, not in any other city, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah. like when it says walk, you got to wait for all the cars to pass and everything, and then you go. Yeah, and I just like didn't notice this bus coming around the turn. And I was walking, had my headphones on, and the bus driver slammed on the brakes, but the bus hit me like as it stopped. Yeah. So it was instead of like running me over, it was just sort of like a full body slap from the front of the bus. <laughs> and I like went flying and <laughs> like hit the ground and like slid like, yeah. a, like and and I stood up. It was just like oh, oh fuck, holy holy shit. And I looked up and the bus driver was like screaming at yeah. me and and I was just like holy fuck, I just got hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah. Um so Were that's you fine. Yeah, it was totally fine. Oh, I will say I was running recently uh, running down, I think green street, in my neighborhood or green Avenue. And I'm just like in my head when I'm running, I don't wear headphones or anything, but I really don't want to stop running for traffic. Yeah, I know. Stopping for me. If I'm running, I, I don't want to stop. Yeah. Like, I can't stop. So I'm running and I'm like towards the corner of a intersection and a bus lets out. And so all these people come out of the bus. I kind of like have to move around to the left of them Excuse me. and um to avoid all these people so i do that and i'm not really thinking about the intersection yeah. and um sorry. jesus man <laughs> sorry and um <laughs> and these cars are coming obviously because there's there's i assume that the light is mine because the bus just came right and so i uh this car, I hear this car slamming on its brakes, like screeching on its brakes. I basically like jumped out of the way of the car that almost hit me and just kept running. And it was fucking terrifying. Like my heart was racing. The guy in the car looked terrified as well that he was yeah. about to kill somebody. Yeah, it was not great. Damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my third would just be like any number of times that I've fallen like skateboarding. Yeah. Um, yeah like in, in a really horrific manner, but was luckily wearing pads. Yeah. Uh, I have one more. Yeah. 
your favorite moments of rage. Top three favorite moments of rage. I know. It's going to be hard to choose. Top three. All right. Uh, just because we got to go, I'm going to try to bang this out. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Number one, uh, when I almost choked that guy to death in college. Uh, that's a pretty famous story. Was it over again? Uh, I was living with my girlfriend at the time and she was banging him. Oh, and, okay. And I was like, yo, you can't have that dude in your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how you expressed it too. <clears throat> yeah. Cause at the time I was still in that mode of like, I'm the, I'm the most flexible part of this equation. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to politely request that you do not bring a dude back to our apartment and mm. go into your room. Because at this point we've already split into two separate rooms Ah, so things were not going well. I see. But then I, uh, after making that request, which I think was really nice of me, <laughs> um, I, uh, was out at a party and I drank like, you know, three pitchers of PBR or something yeah. and came back and I heard his voice yeah. through her door and I marched in and tried to kill him. Wow. And then was he um, naked? No, but they were on her bed uh-huh. and, uh, I removed him from her bed and started strangling him and smashing wow. his head off the floor. And you were, uh, broken up though. No, we were like still in a quote unquote relationship. I see. Yeah, it was rough. And then that was, I, and I called my mom after they ran out. Oh. Um, and my girlfriend ran out holding the phone saying she was calling the police. Yeah. And I called my mom and I was like, hey, I'm just giving you a heads up. I think the police are coming to get me. Yeah. I just beat a guy up pretty bad. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what to do. And she was like, okay, just wait for the police to show up, explain what happened, and then we'll take it from there. Cool. And I was like, okay. And then I hung up the phone and just, I was sitting at the top of the stairs when I had that conversation with her and I just laid back and fell asleep. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and I was not in jail. Um, Were you still on the stairs? Yeah. I was oh, in that exact position. That's hilarious. Like, <laughs> like I would just sit up like the undertaker. Like, if, everything's uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm still here. Hey, all right. Um, <laughs> other rage incidents um i guess that time i got into a fight at chad's party and those two guys bounced mm. me off the car outside and yeah yeah um tore my shirt that's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> um other rage incidents um maya's birthday with a pizza I didn't want to bring that up. <laughs> um, yeah. Or the uh, Halloween party? No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't yeah. know which ones are bad for you and which ones aren't. All of them okay. are bad. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess um, I'm trying to think of like times when I really got in over my head. Mm. Um, Jason's wedding, maybe? That wasn't rage. Oh. I didn't have any rage issues there. Uh-oh. had an anxiety attack. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess, um, when have I like really raged out? Been a, last time you were in a fight? It's been a while. Remember when you were at a bar and you like pounded your fists on, on a bar? This is years ago. Cause some guy asked you how tall you were. I mean, that's happened so many times. Like you were, some guy was behind you and like kind of joking with you, fucking with you a little bit. And then him and all his friends were kind of like laughing at you. Oh yeah. That's a top three. Yeah. When, when, uh, when I was out with my wife and her coworkers yeah, I didn't know. and I was like, you guys go home. I'm getting into a fight <laughs> <laughs> and I got thrown out of the bar <laughs> and I was like real, really talking some shit. What? What made you get thrown out of the bar? Uh, 
I, I mean, because uh, I, I tried to have like a like an old an old west fucking showdown with the guy. <laughs> <clears throat> I went over to his table and I was like, "Let's fucking go outside." And he was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you outside. Let's go." And all of his friends were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I was like, "I don't have a problem with any of you guys." Yeah. This guy's dead. <laughs> uh, that was embarrassing. Uh, and fortunately, no one beat the shit out of me. Were you, were Maya and her coworkers waiting for you outside the bar? Her coworkers ran away. Maya was waiting up the street. That's good. Yeah. I, I'm not proud of these moments. Yeah. They yeah. just happen. I almost got in a fight with a guy years ago. Um, thank God I didn't because I found out later that he was like well-trained in MMA. It would have <laughs> destroyed me. <laughs> I I don't holy hell I don't ever I would never want harm to come to you thank you but like let's say that happened <laughs> okay. and you recovered and everything and it was uh-huh. totally fine that would be an amazing story that like sure. somebody just dismantled you in a bar <laughs> <laughs> would that be a great story <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it got to the point where I was like all right we're going outside and I, I feel crazy now the point the point where you say that you're saying let's go outside yeah it's just like this is totally insane yeah yeah, you're, you've <clears throat> gone off the deep end. And he was like, let me go to the bathroom first. And I was like, I should probably leave. I should probably leave. <laughs> I'm not going to wait for him to come out of the bathroom. Yeah, thank God. I was on a first date, too. Good how, time. How was the second date? Really good. <laughs> really hit it off. Okay. Holy man. Damn. Um, great. Well, we got to go. Uh, we, we ran a We're little We're starting a band. Day. Yeah, we're starting a band. We have our first practice in yeah. four minutes. Uh, so we've got to head over to the studio. Um, but anyway, that that was our uh, top three showdown. Do you want to hear the intro again? Because I, I worked really hard on it. <laughs> you, you are listening to Frank and Eric's. <laughs> You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland inside your rectum. Top three showdown. So long. I know. <laughs> so long. Know. How long did you work on this for? Like a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> it's very impressive. Um, uh, as far as I understand, <laughs> I think our, our pins that we made, our new merch, it's going to be it's going to be arriving soon. soon um, yeah. yeah. The coronavirus has really slowed things down. Yeah. Um, but if we're all alive, there's a case reported in Maine now too. Oof. Well, if we all survive until the next episode, uh, maybe we'll have some pins to sell to you. Um, but, uh, hope you enjoyed our top three showdown and, um, Oh yeah. Go to Frank and Eric on Twitter, go to Frank and So you can sign up for our newsletter and that's about it. Yep. And, as always, oh my God. stay positive. What? Who is this guy? Cuando triunfo
Man! 